When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. My poor mother, Maddie Coleman, listening to New York. I'm going to explain what rocking with your Brock out means the next time I see her. With Harry Douglas and Freddie Coleman, welcome to the best show on your radio. It is Freddie and Harry rocking out and rocking out here, presented by Progressive Insurance on the ESPN app. Series 16, Channel 80, and always tell your smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. Ten minutes away from the best and worst of your sports weekend, and one of those will include... Those two old dudes doing their thing over the weekend. That comes your way in about 10 minutes. Got a great tweet from one of our favorites. Joyce hangs out with us all the time on Twitter at Coleman ESPN and also HDogs83. When she said when it comes to the Ravens, she said when Zay Flowers taunted that defender, I knew it was over. Didn't he know that he was behind? Didn't he know to hold on to the ball the goal line? Didn't Zay Flowers know not to smash his hand? I'm a wide receiver. I may need this. And by the way, the offense coordinator was MIA. And John Harbaugh just stood by and let it happen from Joyce hitting us up on Twitter. Zay Flowers got caught up in the moment, right? And and he needed someone to settle him down before game, during game, after game, the whole nine, Freddie. Zay Flowers is one of my favorite players to watch in the National Football League. Was my number one wide receiver coming out in the draft this past season. But in moments like that, when you're already struggling as an offense, when you're down – you don't need to add fuel to the to the fire. You just made an explosive play, an unbelievable play, right? Let it be. Move on to the next one to give your cha- your team a chance and an opportunity to score points. Points were hard to come by right. for the Baltimore Ravens. So, yeah. you know, taunting in that moment, although I believe that refs should let cer- certain things, you know, let it be, but you can't throw the ball down at somebody. Right, that was the thing. He would have let you, it go if he stood over him. The minute he dropped the ball at him, and I get it, Zay Flowers upset that Sneed still had a hold of his foot while he's trying to get up and everything, but that's when you got to realize it can't be about me acting that immature. And the worst part about it, the guy that he was taunting is the guy that knocked the football out of his hands before he got to the goal line. Yeah, because the football gods are undefeated. They yep. remember those things like that. And as far as I'm concerned, as much as I'm a Baltimore Ravens fan, I love the way they played. And it would not have bothered me. I'm not a Kansas City Chiefs fan, but I'm a Patrick Mahomes fan. I'll fully admit that. But I'm also a Lamar Jackson fan. I love the way both of these guys are able to play and being part of the face of the league. I feel the same way about Josh Allen, the Buffalo Bills, about Brock Purdy, San Francisco 49ers. When you're playing that terrific quarterback, I raise my hand when it comes to people like that. That's eye candy for me. Yep. But as far as I'm concerned, I'm not just going to put this on Lamar Jackson. I'm not just going to put it on the coaching staff. I'm going to put it on everybody. That's the most immature thing I've seen from a football team with that kind of pedigree in my life in a championship game. It's one thing if you lose a game and frustrations boil over and you're throwing helmets. I get that. You get that close to getting to a Super Bowl or winning a Super Bowl. I expect those kind of emotions not to be for everybody, but to affect certain players. I'm not going to cast aspersions against them. I'm going to say, hey, if I was in that situation, I might have reacted the same way. But that first half and before the game and all that wolfing, and that fat-mouthing, even you were getting your behinds kicked by Kansas City, that's the most immature thing in a championship game I've seen with a team with that kind of pedigree 
in my life watching football. And believe me, I'm a Cowboys fan. I've seen them do some immature things off the football field. But when they got to a championship in the 90s, they were poised. They were controlled. Yep. They were controlling their faculties the whole nine yards. I've seen the Eagles under Buddy Ryan when they had their immature moments. But that was because they were losing and they, were, they thought they were better than what they were. But when you're the Baltimore Ravens, you were the best in the National Football League. For you to act like that versus Kansas City and being that way versus Kansas City and you were nowhere near like that versus the Houston Texans, a young football team, it's the most immature thing from a team with that kind of pedigree and that win total in a championship game that I've ever seen in my life. And it's hard for me to sit up here and get on the young players when we've seen it from the older players. You got the Kansas City Chiefs before halftime backed up on their own 11-yard line. And Kyle Van Noy gets a stupid penalty uh, because he's getting into it with Travis Kelsey and decides that he wants to headbutt him. Now, Travis Jones got one, and I, I get it. He's trying to make a play, and his hand hit Mahomes in the face. So that's a, that, yeah. But it's a penalty. Let her alone. Right? Yeah. But how are we going to – how, how are we going to criticize the young players and then we see the older players doing the same thing? We've seen Roquan Smith, even though he was trying to – there was a first and five situation, he was trying to get it to first and ten. Yeah. You can't just run over the man like that without thinking they're going to call a personal foul on Absolutely. you. Absolutely. If he had just barely tapped him, that's five yards. Exactly. So I knew what he was trying to do, to your point. But then doing that in the right guards, like, okay, if that's what we're doing, <laughs> that's the kind of things we're doing. Yep. When it was all said and done, Lamar Jackson, Baltimore Ravens quarterback, had this to say about being angry about the loss and what he said to Zay Flowers before, during, and after. Well, I'm not frustrated at all. Um, I'm, I'm angry about, you know, losing. Uh, we're a game away from the Super Bowl. Uh, we've been waiting all this time, all these moments for an opportunity like this, and we fell short. Um, but, but I feel like our team, we're going to build. You know, this offseason we're going to get right, um, get better, grind, and try to be in this position again. But on the other side, a victory. We're going to get it back next time. We're not worried about that. You know, we all make mistakes. Um, this is first season. Um, it's my first time in this situation. It's his first time in this situation. We're going to bounce back. You know, um, nobody played the game perfect. They needed that maturity before the game started and during the first half. They needed that kind of maturity that they have in their quarterback. And you're right, Harry. He didn't play well. He definitely missed some throws. There were some plays that were spectacular, and there were other plays where they fell short. No doubt about that. But to me, it's a collective blame. He shouldn't get more than anybody else. It shouldn't be a 50-50 thing. This is a Ravens team that had a quote-unquote vulnerable Kansas City team coming into their building, and the moment was too much for them before the game and then during the game. Yeah, I agree with you, Freddie. From the start of the game and the Chiefs offense and the Baltimore Ravens at some point seemed seemed like they couldn't stop a nosebleed when they were one of the better defenses in the National Football League the entire year to the penalties that they had, 8 for 95, to the turnovers at the most critical moments, right? When you're in the red zone going in to score and two of the three turnovers occurred actually in the end zone. It's Mm -hmm. the lack of run game. I know. Only 16 rushes. Even though it was 80-something yards, you only rushed the football 16 times, and Lamar Jackson had eight of those rushes. That's inexcusable in my opinion. It it really is. And Lamar being hesitant at at times. They were 3 for 11 on third downs. In the first half, Lamar was 5 for 12 for 67 yards and a touchdown. Now, we talk about legacy and how big this game was for Lamar. It was huge in my opinion. 
mm-hmm. because we can't get on Dak Prescott and tell Dak Prescott, you need to find a way, you Absolutely. need to be better, yep. we need you to be Superman. Mm-hmm. We can't last week get on Josh Allen and say, you need to find a way, you need to be better, you need to be Superman, sure. and not say the same thing for Lamar Jackson. Find a way, like I said last week with Josh Allen, when my daddy dropped me off at my great-grandmother's house and she sent me, my brother, and my cousin to the store to get her snuff and she didn't give us enough money, well, the money that my father gave me better had been used on that snuff to bring great-grandma her her stuff back Mm -hmm. because if I didn't make it right, it was consequences. And the people in the store didn't ask me for no ID because, number one, they didn't do that in the 90s, but they knew who it was for. (laughs) Find a way to get it done. If you're Lamar Jackson, it's not a guarantee that you're going to get back here. If you're Josh Allen, Josh Allen went to the, the AFC Championship game in 2019, 2020, one of those years, right? Hasn't been back since. It's not a guarantee that you're going to get back there. Why? Because it is a gauntlet in the AFC. And you have new quarterbacks arriving by the year. Tomorrow is promised to no one. Period. The streets are littered with teams who lost close to the championship, or lost in the championship, and never, ever got back there. It's not part of the, the maturation that, oh, we lost this time, we learned our lesson. You can learn your lesson. You still got to go out there and be a part of those moments and be the moment and embrace the moment and take advantage of the moment and not let it strangle you like a python. And that's why I'm in the Baltimore, and a lot of that was self-inflicted by what they did to themselves. Do they make snuff anymore? Do they sell that? Oh, I don't even know. Just want to make you asking for a friend. Man, grandma used to spit in that cup sometimes in that in that yeah. pot. When that bottom, when that when that liquid hit that pot, all you heard was pating. Pating. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I, I remember it like it was yesterday. That brings back memories of when I first went to my school, Manchester University in Pennsylvania, and the first time I saw a guy spitting tobacco, and that sound, I'll never get out of my head because <laughs> ting, ting. I'm like, ugh, just made me, just made me ill. As far as that goes, I don't blame you. Mac in Ohio's got something to say about the Baltimore Ravens falling short in the AFC Championship game to the Kansas City Chiefs at 888-729-3776. Returning to Mac, what you got? Mac, in Ohio, are you there? I guess the Mac has to return somewhere else. <laughs> now, now y'all call us. Don't make me get on y'all now. Uh, yeah. The, the, Harry doesn't want to do it. Just like, because he don't want to do it doesn't mean that he won't. Listen, we're giving y'all an opportunity to express yourselves. Uh-huh. When yes. we call your name, speak. Yeah. By the way, Marshawn from Iowa, he wants to apologize because he says he's at work and he didn't want to get caught being on the phone with us. So he wants to apologize for dropping the call that happened about an hour ago. So he put it out there. <laughs> Phil in North Carolina, my friend, what you got? Hey, fellas. Hope y'all are doing good. We are. Um, I just want to say that that game was over when Kansas City boarded the flight from Buffalo. <laughs> and I called in when y'all were doing – who do you trust the most? Mm-hmm. And I said, Reed, Mahomes, and Spags. Mm-hmm. Harry, you shot me with bird shot. Shot holes all in my theory. They just lost to the Raiders. Come on, man. The Super Bowl is already over, too. Let's go ahead and admit it. Phil. <laughs> I, I, listen, I can't say a word to you, Phil. They, they playing in the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. We had, was it Marcel? It was Marcel last Marcel, week, right? Marcel in California. Listen, oh, yeah. y'all, y'all call here, and you got the information to back up what you were saying. Uh-huh. I'm going to throw my hands up. Mm-hmm. I don't have nothing for you, Phil. I was wrong, sir. You was right. 
I stand corrected. Not so much with you, but you guys will pay attention to us if you know it's good for you because we warned y'all last week about this with Kansas City. Bet against the big bad wolf wearing number 15 in red and white at your own risk. Yep. We tried to warn you. You'd pay attention to us if you know it's good for you. <laughs> Cody in Missouri, my friend, what you got to say about the Chiefs beating the Baltimore Ravens in the AFC Championship game? I got to say it just like Lil John said it. You scared? You scared? Can't say them words? You scared. That's what the Ravens were, and they were shaking in their cleats. The Chiefs came in there and asserted themselves. And I got something I want to say directly to Lamar Jackson Uh-oh. and Josh Allen. You want to take out the swing at the king? You better not miss, baby. See you next year. Have fun watching the Super Bowl on the couch. <laughs> hey, hey, those Chiefs fans today, they some savages. Mm-hmm. And, I, and for every, every reason they can be. No doubt. Right? When you have a guy 15 in red or white, whatever jerseys that they're wearing, and you've got Travis Kelsey and Andy Reid and that defense is playing like it's the best in the National Football League, you talk your noise as much as possible. And I promote it. Yeah, I commend me, you. I, yeah, we're, we're Freddie and Harry, and we approve of those messages from Chiefs yeah. fans here on Freddie and Harry and ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. Drivers who switch and save with Progressive save nearly $700, $750 on average. From the top stories in sports, this is a huge story. To the bottom. So we reach the bottom of the barrel. This is Three Up, Three Down. Give you the best and worst of the weekend. You'll find out who sung and who got stung. That's what Three Up and Three Down is all about on Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. We always start with the good, and Harry has the good, so we kick it off with number one. Number one for me is the connection between Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey. There's been no connection better than this in playoff history. Like those two guys, Patrick Mahomes started the game off 11 for 11. Well, guess what? Travis Kelsey had 11 targets, 11 receptions for 116 yards and a touchdown. I don't know when people are going to get it through their little craniums that you cannot let allow these two to, to beat you alone. And at some point, you have to do something to disrupt it. But it's easier said than done. And until someone actually does it, mm-hmm. and I see it with my two little eyes, I'm not going to believe it can happen. And that brings me to my first down. The Ravens, period. The defense, yes. Lamar Jackson, offense didn't play well. Mike McDonald, defensive coordinator. And also, Munkin did not have the best games calling plays as coordinators, respectively. But that was a total letdown if you're the Baltimore Ravens. You finally, finally got this opportunity that all those naysayers out there were going to have to shut it about your team and Lamar Jackson and everything was ripe and ready for you. And then you went out there collectively, offense, defense, coaching, and laid a colossal egg like that. You lost 17 to 10. You may have lost a lot more than that beyond that game that happened on Sunday. Number two. Number two should be no surprise to the listeners at all. Devin Kane, look at me when I'm talking about my ups. Number two is going to be Brock Sturdy Purdy. <laughs> Rock out with your Brock out. In the second half and how phenomenal he was, in my opinion, man, 13 for 16, 174 yards, one touchdown, 49 yards rushing. But he wasn't scared of the moment. He thrived in the moment, and he was made for the moment. All these people were getting on Brock Purdy all season long and before this game. Don't ask me anymore if Brock Purdy is the guy. If you ask me, I'm going to hit you with the rock. It doesn't matter what you think because he is the guy. That's why Brock is my number two 
up this week. My number two down, I'll stay in that game. The second half offense that was offensive by the Detroit Lions. How do you go from 280 yards to total offense in the first half? A buck 48 on the ground. 20 passes, 21 rushes. You were the big bad bullies against that 49ers front for those bloodthirsty Pirates. Those Pirates are back out at sea after the first half. So what do you do in the second half? Having a 17-point lead, you only run the ball eight times and throw the ball 20 times? Why would you go away from something that was clearly working? That's like plaids and stripes. That don't match. But they decided to do something like that. And now, again, for another year, the 66th straight year, the Detroit Lions will not be playing for an NFL championship. Number three. Number three up for me. I'm going to go back to the Baltimore Ravens and the Kansas City Chiefs game. It's defensive coordinator Steve Spagnuolo um, and what he was able to do, right? Dictating the pace when it came to the Baltimore Ravens in that offense, putting his players in positions to be successful. And that's what I mean when I'm talking about, you know, what the Philadelphia Eagles weren't able to do this season. Look at Spags and how he put guys in spots to have success. Uh, I thought multiple guys amongst their defense were able to make plays because of that on top of their athletic ability and being able to be dominant. Steve Spagnuolo has been great in the National Football League for a very, very long time, and he's also showing his brilliance. And can somebody ask me ask me this question or tell me the answer to this question? Okay. Why haven't he gotten head coaching interviews? I see everyone else is getting them. I guess the first time around when he was the Rams head coach, it didn't end well, so maybe just maybe they – believe he's better as a lieutenant than a chief maybe that's the case okay well keep hunting their ass then coach <laughs> they don't want to give you head coaching opportunities yeah. keep making other people lose their jobs yeah, then. Yeah, well, put it this way he's gonna make a lot of offense coordinators sweat if he keeps being in charge of that Kansas City defense under yep. Andy Reid when it comes to the Chiefs my down I'm gonna go off the beaten path from the National Football League I'm gonna go to the NBA my New York Knicks have been special hasn't they got OG Ananobi 11-2 and two in the 13 games he's been there. I wonder how that's going to look now because Julius Randle dislocating his shoulder. They don't know how long he's going to be out. Averaging over 24 points a game, over nine rebounds, over four assists. He was that perfect Robin to the Batman that's been Jalen Brunson. And this Knicks team looking like not a championship contender, but a team that would be a problem in the NBA. And now Orange Julius is going to be out for God knows how long. And and I'll tell you this, man, I I wish him, you know, speedy health. Um, I hate this happened to the New York Knicks Knicks because of the way they're playing this year. But let me get to my bonus up. Okay, we'll give you a little bit of number four. I have a bonus and we need to embrace greatness. And this weekend on Saturday, we had a game in the NBA, the Los Angeles Lakers versus the Golden State Warriors. And the way Steph Curry and LeBron James were able to perform, you say to yourself, man, how were they so great so late in their careers? But LeBron James, 36 points, 20 rebounds, 12 assists, a triple-double. The game went into double overtime. Steph Curry was phenomenal. What I really loved about both of those players – In the past, they've been criticized for settling for jump shots and three-pointers at the end of games. Well, Steph Curry, in the biggest moments, in my opinion, he attacked the basket and got to the rim. LeBron James got fouled at the end of the game, went to the rim, attacked the baskets, hit Mm. the free throws to actually win that game. But two players that are going to be Hall of Famers, two of the greats that we will ever see in our lifetime, and probably when we're not living anymore, yeah. I just wanted to make sure we gave them the appreciation that they deserve. I love that. Steph Curry's the greatest shooter that's ever played in the NBA. 
he's completely obliterating any kind of argument you would have for somebody else against him. But there's also no argument about this. LeBron James is the greatest athlete that's ever played in the NBA, period. And that's not saying that other guys aren't better. But to do it like that for 20 years at 6'8", 240 pounds, and still having that kind of ability and that fortitude, give me anybody else and come against LeBron James, and you're going to lose that battle. The greatest athlete that's ever played in the NBA. He, you can say he's not the greatest player. Fine. Michael Jordan fans, so be it. Kobe Bryant fans, got it. But in terms of athleticism, he is the greatest athlete that's ever played in the NBA. And whether you like it or not, he continues to make that a fact with no dispute about that. Harry Douglas, Freddie Coleman together, and Freddie and Harry presented by Progressive Insurance. Keep weighing in. We want to can't we can't wait to hear from you about conference championship games and what do you think happened to the Ravens versus the Chiefs and the Lions versus the 49ers on the Freddie and Harry call online at Triple H say ESPN. 888-729-3776. And this show has called him, from now on, the Vanilla Vic. But what did yesterday's game really have to say about Purdy? Brock Purdy, the 49ers quarterback. Keep it here on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. The Freddie and Harry Podcast. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the Launch Your Online Shop stage to the First Real Life Store stage, all the way to the Did We Just Hit a Million Orders stage, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. Well, people doubted the Kansas City Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes, and look where that got them. You could say the same thing about Purdy, Brock Purdy, and the 49ers and their quarterback, and look where that got the Detroit Lions with Harry Douglas and Freddie together in this Reggae Monday edition on Freddie and Harry, presented by Progressive Insurance on Series X and Channel 80, and also telling me smart speaker to play ESPN Radio 
Got a couple of tweets on both sides because Purdy is never going to win with people who don't want him to win, and he's never going to lose with people who support him. On the one side, never going to win. Stuart Wexler says at Coleman ESPN and at H. Douglas 83, it amazes me that folks are only willing to believe in Purdy when he plays poorly enough to need to make a big comeback and not when he plays so well that comebacks are not necessary. On the other side, C. Way says, hard not to root for Brock. His 30 for 30 after he wins the Super Bowl is going to be amazing. Ooh. Well, I would say this, Freddie, and you know how I felt about Brock Purdy, even dating all the way back to last year. I've always believed in him, right? And the way he's able to run this offense and throw with anticipation, he made a throw to Debo Samuel. And you know I was up all night watching this film and this morning, breaking down and cutting certain film that that I'm going to show and I'm going to post tomorrow morning of Brock Purdy and and a lot of the things that he was able to do because – a lot of people will point out, well, he almost gifted, you know, the Detroit Lions this. Almost doesn't count. Well done, Brandy. If they can't make <laughs> the play, don't tell me about what he almost didn't do or Absolutely. almost almost did, you know, for the opponent. Tell me about some of the things that Brock Purdy was able to do well. He utilizes his legs in a masterful way. He was able to still have that confidence after not making a few throws here and there. Mm -hmm. And then when the game was on the line, when they had to go drive down and score a touchdown, the moment wasn't too big for him. He was able to make plays. Right. Right. So for me, when it comes to Brock Purdy, I just think he's he's pooped on so much. (laughs) And it's crazy to me because he's he's now able to play in a game that Dak Prescott isn't playing in. Josh Allen isn't playing in. Uh Lamar Jackson isn't playing in. Mm -hmm. um, Justin Herbert Mm -hmm. isn't playing in. Mm -hmm. Trevor Lawrence isn't playing in. Mm -hmm. And, And the list can go on and on and on outside of Joe Burrow. And I should say Patrick Mahomes. So he's able to play in a game that a lot of quarterbacks that we deem phenomenal haven't been able to get to. Okay. Well, he's still not going to win with certain people, with a lot of people, even if he wins a Super Bowl. Check out what Chris Canty, co-host on Sportsman, like Monday through Friday on ESPN Radio with him, Evan Cohen, and Michelle Smallman, and then here with Ryan Clark, ESPN NFL analyst, has to say on first take. Chris Canty says Purdy still makes some decisions that leaves you scratching your head. And then Ryan Clark used the game manager comparison. There's something to be said for the 49ers taking advantage of the opportunity with the Lions leaving the door open. They just kicked it in. I get it. And Brock Purdy was the head of the snake. I get it. But there are also a lot of plays in that ball game that make you scratch your head and think whether or not those are plays that Brock Purdy can consistently get away with, especially against championship caliber team. I'm sorry, rolling to your left, throwing back across your body, lollipops over the middle of the field, that's not going to work out. You can't keep routinely doing that and expect to be on the right side of it. I think that game was more about the Detroit Lions having an epic collapse than it was any kind of greatness that Brock Purdy was able to summon. Ryan Clark? He's definitely not Mr. Relevant anymore, but... Of course, he didn't put to bed all of the criticism. Those criticisms are going to stand until he wins the Super Bowl. But I will say this. In my mind, Brock Purdy did quiet a lot of my criticisms. And here's why. I've watched him execute with everything being ideal. I've watched him be able to distribute the football where Kyle Shanahan had it dialed up to go, go through his progressions, be able to do that with anticipation and accuracy. What I didn't see was you elevate your team when Debo Samuel was out. Now, let me say this. I'll address Chris first. We say Brock Purdy can't consistently make plays like this and get away with it, but we praise Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes when they do it. 
doesn't make sense to me. And as far as RC, I, I agree with some of the things that RC said, right? Um, did Brock silence all criticism? Mm-hmm. No. But there's a good chunk of criticism that, in my opinion, that he was able to silence because that's now two weeks in a row when this football team has been down uh, in a second half of a football game. And he's shown in which one week was without Debo Samuel that he can make the plays not only with his arm, not only with anticipation, but make the plays with his legs as well. He's not a statue back there in the pocket. Is he 4-3? No. Is he 4-2? No. But he's shifty enough. He's athletic enough to be able to get away from pressure to put his team in a situation to where they have positive plays and, and can extend plays. I'm going to go back to that tweet that Stuart Wexler sent us about being amazed that folks only want to believe in Purdy when he plays poorly enough to need to make a big comeback. And now when he plays so well, comebacks are not necessary. Here's what I'm going to push back on that. He wasn't out there allowing 140 yards rushing by a defense that was supposed to be the best in the National Football League that for the second straight week in the first half got pushed around in a running game by the Green Bay Packers and then the Detroit Lions. Last time I checked, he plays quarterback, not defensive tackle. So if you're going to put it on him by saying he need to play better in the first half, well, guess who else need to play better in the first half? That 49ers vaunted defense playing at home, and they play like crap in the first half in both of those games. So I'm going to push back on that standpoint as far as that goes. When a guy is able to do what he's able to do in the second half, how about give credit where credit was due? Ten drives in the second half, Mr. Wexler, one of our favorites, by the way. Ten drives in the second half, Stewart. Eight was scoring plays. They scored on eight possessions. Three last week versus Green Bay. And last night, five possessions in the second half, five scores by the San Francisco 49ers. He was able to raise his level, and the defense said, we better get out behind in gear because that guy's not playing around anymore. And let's go to something else, because there was a missed field goal in the first half on that oh, first drive. You do, oh, I'm glad because I was about to go to it next. Because, oh, I'm so glad I mean, you brought he, it up, Fred. He did his thing, getting his team down the field, and all of a sudden, whee, it goes to the right side. So you don't have to like Brock Purdy. You can be a staunch supporter of Brock Purdy, but let's call him who he is. He's better than what you think, and not just because he's a seventh-rounder. He's been able to raise his game. He's been in back-to-back NFC Championship games his first two years in the league. You can say he's a system quarterback. He's a game manager. Let me break some news to you. Everybody plays in the system, and everybody's a game manager in the National Football League. Whether you're a quarterback, whether you're a linebacker calling signals, or whether you're a head coach or a coordinator. You know what you are? A game manager. You know what you have to do? Manage the game properly. If you're not managing the game properly, you have what you have in the first half with Brock Purdy. When you manage the game properly, you have what you had in the second half with Brock Purdy. So please, stop having the automatic reaction when somebody says game manager. In any damn sport, you are a game manager. I don't care if you're a point guard in the NBA. I don't care if you're a head coach. I don't care if you're a pitcher. Everybody's a game manager. If you don't manage the game correctly, you get paid. You pay for it. When you manage the game correctly, you have what Brock Purdy had in the second half. Let's clear that up from now on when it comes to game manager in professional sports, especially a quarterback. Now, I would say this, and, and I'm glad you brought up that missed field goal because Brock Purdy had a third down throw to Brendan Ayuk on the sidelines. Great throw. We can't forget that Brock Purdy was scrambling and threw across his body to a wide-open Kyle check early in that football game. And, ladies and gentlemen, I can't wait to post a video of mm. Brock Purdy because as I was re-watching that film this morning, in which it was my third time watching the film, I kept saying to myself, how does Brock Purdy make these many plays throughout a ball game and people see and want to see what they their eyes want to see? 
It, it, it's insane to me. But when I what, t- tomorrow morning, when I post this video of wait. plays that Brock Purdy was able to make in that ball game yesterday, y- your eyes will be shell shocked. And I hope your eyes tell yourself, hey, you know what? Maybe we should start seeing Brock for who Brock is and not for the plays that he didn't make, but for all the plays that he is able to make for the San Francisco 49ers moving forward. Harry Douglas, Freddie Coleman together on Freddie and Harry and ESPN Radio. Not trying to get anybody else's head when it comes to if you're anti-Brock Purdy or pro-Brock Purdy. Well, I'm going to talk to the anti-Brock Purdyites that are out there. Of course, Devin King, one of our producers, no longer part of the anti-Brock Purdy club. Well, maybe he is. But anyway, that's a whole other story for a whole other day as far as that goes. I know he doesn't look the part. Get over it. I know he's not big and strong, can throw the ball country mile like Josh Allen in Buffalo. I know he's not athletically gifted like Patrick Mahomes in Kansas City or what we've seen Lamar Jack do in Baltimore. I know he can't make every throw like Justin Herbert with the Los Angeles Chargers. I know he doesn't look the part. Get the bleep over it as far as that goes. If you're going to allow yourself to constantly look for a yeah, but, yeah, but, yeah, but, he may yeah, but his way to winning a couple of championships. And then what are you going to say then? Well, it's the system. He played pretty well in the system. There was a guy called Jimmy Garoppolo. They couldn't wait to get out of that system. There was a guy they moved up in the draft called Trey Lance that stunk in that system. Accept him for who he is, but don't expect him to look the part. That's not the case. He's made play after play after play. Has he made some bad plays? Hey, guess what? You know other quarterbacks who have never made a bad play in their life? That person does not exist in the National Football League. They all have done it. I know he doesn't look the part. Get over it when it comes to Purdy, Brock Purdy, the quarterback of San Francisco. Freddie, Brock Purdy in his second year in the National Football League is about to start in a Super Bowl. Let that register for a lot of people. And I understand he doesn't look the way a lot of y'all want him to look. He can't help that he's showing up to the game looking like Waldo without the glasses. (laughs) Hey, Brock, look the way you want to look and keep balling out there on the football field, man. (laughs) And the endorsement deals will come in, I promise you. Oh, there's no doubt about that because he's what you want in terms of a guy that goes out there and has been able to overcome the odds. Being the last pick in the 2022 draft, playing for a – vaunted franchise that has a history when it comes to San Francisco. Even Joe Montana's like, I don't know what people are seeing, but that guy could have played an IR because he makes plays in this system and he makes plays you need a quarterback to make. It shouldn't be that hard to overlook everything else and accept him for who he is. A guy that has played above and beyond what anybody could have expected when it came to Brock Purdy. And I'm talking about this year. I'm not just talking about last year when he came out of nowhere. I'm talking about this year because the more and more he keeps doing this, he keeps knocking back, knocking back, knocking back those kind of naysayers. And I'll finish with this. The regular season, Brock Purdy finished fifth in passing yards, fourth in completion percentage, mm-hmm. third in touchdown passes, yeah. first in QBR and passing rating. Yeah. Let's be serious, folks. Yeah. Call a spade a spade. Yeah. Not bad for a game manager. Jay Bone Williams on Twitter, Coleman ESPN, HDUX83 says, Brock Purdy did exactly what Lamar Jackson was supposed to do yesterday. He was terrific when he had to be. But this week, we're calling him Lamar Purdy. He said, love you guys. Listen to the show every day. And he says he's going to start calling you Harry High Definition because you always stay live. That's from Jay Bowen Williams hanging out with us. Appreciate that, boss. Well, we man. always appreciate people out there. Keep weighing in on Twitter at Coleman ESPN and at H. Douglas High Definition 83 when it comes to Harry Douglas. And also at Triple H, say ESPN, 888-729-3776. Join the conversation like this in the Freddie Harry calling line. How much the inexperience really factor with Baltimore and Detroit losing on Championship Sunday? 888-729-3776. Your calls are next on Freddie and Harry 
or should I say Freddie High Definition on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. The Freddie and Harry Podcast. Hi, this is ESPN's Mike Greenberg, and ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today, and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is hypnotic and tequila season. Hypnotic liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. It is the Reggae Monday version of Freddie and Harry with Harry Douglas and Freddie Coleman. Presented by Progressive Insurance on Sirius X and Channel 80. And always tell your smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. Let's hear from you. What do you think happened yesterday on Championship Sunday in the NFL? With the Kansas City beating the Baltimore Ravens 17-10. And the San Francisco 49ers down by 17 at halftime. They come back to beat the Detroit Lions 34-31. to Let's hear from you in a Freddie and Harry call line at 888-ESPN-888-729-3776. One of our favorites is Unique, Unique, Unique from New Jersey. Brother Unique, what's going on on this Monday? Good brother, Professor. <laughs> and big time. What's good, big? What you doing? What's good, Unique? How you doing, man? Hey, hey, man, I'm sitting pretty. You know what I mean? Sitting pretty, man. You know, went out there and seen them people act up a little bit. <laughs> but, uh. What, at the game yesterday? At the Ravens game? Yeah. Huh? Say it again. You said you saw people act up at the Ravens game yesterday? Oh, yeah, yeah, the boys, you know, the, the game. They was at, you know, recreation, the little little football game they was playing out there, man. <laughs> uh, yeah, number eight, man, I don't know, man. I don't know what happened, man. You know, I was a little disappointed, man. You know, I, I don't know what happened, man. Like, somebody must have got to him, man, you know? Because uh, number eight didn't want to run. And... Oh, he was reading those press clips, man. You know, stay in the pocket and throw the ball tight. That was not good, man. You know, number eight, man. I, I was a little disappointed in that, but uh, overall, unique, man, you know, unique, hey, man, unique. you know. Let, let, let me let yeah, me yeah. ask you this because you was there in those stands yesterday. What yes, was the yes. what was the mood in the stadium man, when the mood, you seen the, the Ravens offense? Oh, okay, yeah, they, they, a lot of people was nervous, right? And then then they kept saying, "What's wrong with them? What's wrong with them?" And so, you know, it seemed like very early, early on, people was nervous, you know, when, when uh, 15 came down and did what he wanted to do. 
Oh my goodness, man! You know, it started. You know, things started to get a little reckless up in there. You know, but um, yeah, it was. It was. Uh, you know, listen, man. Wherever I go, man. You know, I, I got a couple big dogs with me, so you know, we, we could bark too. So you know, we were just enjoying the game, and uh, I, I got to confess. Okay. You know, I put the money on fifteen, man. You know, I wasn't uh-huh. going out like that, man. Uh-huh. Me. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> I, I knew unique. You would bring us to the truth <laughs> at a certain point. Hey, man. Hey, 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 professor, you come to that paper? I ain't gonna play around with that paper, man. Fifteen all day, man. Fifteen <laughs> points. You take that under, man. I'm out of here. Give me that. Hey, you need said, I got a confession. I got a confession. I, I put my paper on 15, uh-huh. you know. He said, you know, play but, with that paper, man. You need said, you know, Professor, when, when it comes to that paper, I can't be playing around. <laughs> oh, he never fails to deliver. Why, why do I love the nicknames that he has for us, though? Absolutely. You, he called you Professor. He called me big time. But, yeah, Unique, well, man, we appreciate you every time you call. Amen. Him. Amen. We always, always, you make our day, brother, especially when you share your, what you, and especially I thought it was a great question about, you know, what was the mood in the state? And he said, oh, it, it was nervous. You know, when you got number 15 on the other side, man, you always, always welcome. Homera, hanging out with us in Oregon. Miss Homera, what you got, my friend? Go ahead. Oh, she. Oh, we lost her. That's a great name. That's like a superhero heroine name. Homera. Yeah, it's, it's a beautiful name. Yeah, exactly. That's like a superhero name as far as that goes. I would have loved to hear exactly what she had to say. One of our other favorites, Easy E. Eric in New York. What you got, Big E, my friend, on Championship Sunday? Gentlemen, how you doing? We're good. We're doing good. Doing good, E. Glad you're calling in, buddy. Amen. Yes. Now I got a little take on both games. First of all, the mom disappointed. He didn't play his game. And what I think it came down to is when they got down 14-7, to I thought that he felt he had to, you know, match, you know, match um, Mahomes and and turn turn it into a shootout. But you got to stick with your running game. Only eight carries from uh, Edwards? Man, come on. You know, you got to run the ball. You got to, you know, because the defense held him, held him to three points the rest of the game. You know, and um, I just think it's a lack of maturity. And sometimes, you know what, you can't poke the bear. They experience. They've been there before. And, um, you know, hey. And as far as the uh, the Lions and the 49ers, first of all, the, the IU catch, it, it would have been um, – they, they already called pass interference. You saw they threw the flag. Yes, so they would have had the ball down there no matter what. Good point. But the, 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 good, the, the problem was the fumble. And, you know, it's part of the game, and guys got to make plays. And I want to leave with this. Um, I think the Ravens can get back, but, some, but sometimes you're better off being a hunter instead of the hunted. Um, I, I, just, I just feel that way. And um, Detroit, you know, hey, you, you keep going down. The guys got to make plays. This is who you are. You've been doing this for three years, going forward on fourth down. But guys got to make plays. You don't make plays, you know, that's it. Yeah, I agree. And, Freddie, we had a conversation on Friday about, you know, if the Baltimore Ravens got down early. And remember I mm-hmm. said to you, yeah. you you don't have to go in panic mode, Absolutely. right? Just continue to run your offense. And, and, I, and I honestly feel like that's not what Todd Munkin and company were able to do. And it backfired on them. Yeah, it never got past a two-possession game that you could not overcome yep. when it came to Baltimore Ravens. They were playing like they were down by 20 and now they're down by 10. And then when pressure got to, to them – they couldn't handle it. What does an FOS friend of the show have to say about the Ravens offense and Dan Campbell's coaching calls in Detroit? That's next on Freddie and Harry. 
Thanks for listening to the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. You can also listen to Freddie and Harry live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch and listen on the ESPN app, the Freddie and Harry podcast.